All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And let me turn off my ringer. Um, welcome everyone to the full set, <laughs> the only set. I mean, I, I really don't know what else is going on here. Um, we are here live. My name is Didi Delgado and I'm your host sex with the most sex. Um, I am here with my esteemed colleague, uh, Shavonda Sisson. Shavonda, how are you today? I am good. I, I'm better today than I have been. A black woman sent me an ice cream cake, so I feel like the world is pleased with me, and I got my eyebrows on straight, so I'm pretty good. Can, I, can you just move your glasses so I can see them? You? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, so for those of y'all who do not know Shavonda the way that I barely know Shavonda, I'd like to go ahead and read the bio so that we, we can go ahead and get into the business. I'm also going to make sure that your payment links and where people can find you at on Beyonce's bandwidth is the pinned comment throughout this, um, I wanna say broadcast because it just sounds like such a sexual word to me. Um, so I'm gonna say broadcast, thank you. All right, so that is now the pinned comment and we about to get into this work. Who am I sitting with? <laughs> None other than Shavonda Sisson, a Black woman, a radical change maker, a mother, and a Black joy curator, which we're going to get into because I feel like shit today, um, works as the director of Ally and Alumni Programming with Public Allies Milwaukee. Shavonda is an alumna. Is it alumna or alumna? I think it's alumnus. I don't know. I used, to go, I used to go there. <laughs> is alumnus of Public Allies Milwaukee and embodies its mission, bodies, uh, working in all aspects of her life to create a just and equitable society and the diverse leadership to sustain it. A certified member of the Bay Hive, Shavonda is also the co-host of the podcast, That's What She Said with T, um, as they dissect pop culture, politics, and relationships from a social justice perspective. Recognizing the strength of network and clarity of her voice, Shivanda has leveraged her social media platform to launch Love on Black Women, a people-driven fund that disperses 100% of all funds raised directly to Black women of Milwaukee who have identified a need for financial support. Since its launch in February 2019, Love on Black Women has helped families secure housing, educational expenses, access medication, filled refrigerators, and provided support for women escaping intimate partner violence. Shavonda, welcome to the full set. Thank you. I think I want to hire you to like go around and read my bio everywhere. Also, really? I think you gave it. I think you gave it the right emphasis that it deserves, and people be skipping over or leaving out the certified like, brother beehive, and that's I'm certified. So <laughs> that's important. That's people, that's something people about pick who and I choose. Am. People pick and choose, and I, right. you wrote it. I mean, you wrote it, or you had someone write it. Either way, it's supposed to be read as a bio. Absolutely. So welcome everyone, and I'm also welcoming people via comments. Welcome, niggas. We are taking questions. All right, so be prepared for audience input into the things you say. Great, 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 great. So baby, when I asked you how you was doing, you was like, oh, I'm doing so well. And you had like 
I feel like there should be like, not the ascot, because that's what men wear in their pockets, but what is the little bow tie bitchy thing that women wear here sometimes, the, the airline stewardess? Like their little, their little, I don't know what it's called, I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. I felt like that's how you were speaking to me. And then, but then you got super real, because you've always been a real one. And you were like, actually, I'm doing a lot better today than I was doing yesterday. And I'm like, bitch, wasn't your birthday yesterday? Why you had a terrible birthday? it was beautiful um okay, I, tell people, I tell people that like I feel like I got to attend my own funeral and that sounds really weird right because usually people wait until you die and they tell you all these beautiful things about yourself I had the opportunity I was loved on, on my birthday like I don't know how people fit so much love into one day mm. my friends wrote me a book a whole hardcover ass full color beautiful book about they made you a book about you want to see it I want to see it. Because it's always, it's always right here. I need better friends. These bitches don't write me nothing. They write me texts, ask me to do them favors, and then get mad when I do it. Can you hold it up? Celebrating and loving on Javon DeSisson. Bitch, you better. It's like like full color. What? And it has all the best memories. They gave you a table art book. What are you talking about? It's like memories of me snapping on white people. Oh my, my kids are in here. Like it, it was the most. I, I slept with this book the first night. So my birthday was beautiful um, and much needed. But everything else. <laughs> so it's, you're it's, you're living in the time that we're living in. Absolutely. Even though your birthday was beautiful, it was better mm-hmm. than ours. Um, yeah. Even though my birthday was a whole month, you got a book. I mean, so <laughs> fine, you win. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Um, how has it been living in Milwaukee, which I thought this whole time that you were coming here that you lived in Minnesota. Um, I never did well in geography, but Milwaukee sounds like the Midwest. And so mm-hmm. I think I was close. Um, mm-hmm. How has it been living in Minnesota during these uprisings? It has been, uh, so not only do I live, so I live in Milwaukee, I live right outside of Milwaukee in a, in a suburb called Shorewood. It's a village and it sounds like what it's you every imagine. single time every single time you say it i giggle i can't help it. It, it, it it's what you imagine a village in wisconsin would sound like very very nice are there elves i, I would prefer those over some of my neighbors um but those yeah very, very 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 polite very midwestern polite um mm-hmm. civil um they say darling they do not they do not um very civil white people and, and they 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 call themselves liberals they have their black lives matter sign in the in the yard and they wave at me when they when they walk past and i'm sitting out they, wave. My, they, wave, they when, wave when i'm sitting out front with my niggas um and i have no doubt they would call the police on my children <laughs> um so that is where i live and it has been um there's a lot going on in milwaukee i feel like milwaukee is like the little city that could Mm. Um, because we have a lot of folks in Milwaukee that want to see change, but it's a lot of cool shit happening here. It's, it's a lot of so it. So is it both and like, what what is going on? Like, is it the black people want to be the white people or do you think that the black people just don't have like the political analysis you have? I don't think they have a political analysis. Like I, I, I have, I have a circle, right? I have, I, I'm lucky that like my community of black folks is lit. real niggas, right? Like lit, it seems litty. Y'all be right. having really good conversations. Y'all be on Facebook lives with each other. I'm like, yeah. this is black Midwest magic. 
Yes. And so that is my, that's my bubble. But then when, when I have to go outside the bubble um, and then you get to see like, no, there is so much more that people need to learn. People need to understand. People right. need to divorce themselves from whiteness. People need to divorce themselves from this elitism, which is plaguing Milwaukee. And I think it keeps us from being the little city that did. And it keeps us being the little city that could. Y'all niggas, I don't think I should be drinking this. Y'all niggas is on a train? Who on a train? You said the little engine that could. I said the little city that could. Oh, I said what? <laughs> Girl, one of my little boot things bought me like a case of these. There's like three of these and then like six bottles of wine. And it says on the rocks premium cocktails. And I decided to drink it when I started talking to you. Nigga, I did not know that this was 20% alcohol by volume. I'm drinking it like it's wine. Okay. All right. It. I'll slow down. <laughs> okay. So you are in charge of an organization called the publication of white allies and telling niggas to do better like what how did that come about first of all why is there even an org called that and how how did you come into play as a player like you attended there right right so i am the the director is it a super pack no, 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 no. So I'm the director of programming and we have an executive director. I would never want to be an executive director because I enjoy running my mouth and having somebody else be like, whoa, whoa, what she meant was. So um, I was an ally. Actually, most of our, we're called public allies and it's not white people. We have very few white people. Um, okay. Our classes are majority um, black folks and folks of color. Um, and they spent 10 months with us kind of like a like a secret organizer boot camp um okay. kind of I think that's what we get branded as but I, but actually it's been 10 months like learning how to be leaders within the community that we live in so understanding like coming to understand like systemic oppression um so people are coming to us to get the political analysis that they would need to not be out here marching with the police and kneeling with the police right so they come to us to learn better give us us free <laughs> yeah what? yeah and so um Actually, we have 25 sites in 25 cities. Um, Milwaukee just celebrated its 25th class that we graduated. Okay. Um, I did the program about 10 years ago. I loved my time as an ally. Um, I learned a lot about myself. Like I came in thinking I knew everything. I was black. That's all the fuck I needed to know. Mm -hmm. um, but like learned so much about like intersectionality and like where I had privilege and where I had responsibility to open my mouth. Um, and that learning continues. Like once you sign up, to become a public ally like that is something that you that's a lifelong thing like it's, it's not a i'm graduated in 10 months and i'm done it's i've actually graduated into actually now doing the work and figuring out like what my lane oh, is oh did you sign up to be an organizer did you know that that was what you were going to do no i actually i came to get my check and to get my ed award and be about my business and then i got there and they were like no 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 there's so much more and, right um, yeah Okay, I'm like, that's wild. So when it says that you are a radical change maker, mm -hmm. how radical are you? You know, where everybody's talking about some no justice, no peace, I'm like, there will be no peace and burn all this shit down. Um, okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah, like, I was myself, like, yeah, no, no, I often find myself being the most radical person in the room, like, no matter mm -hmm. what it is. I'm the one who's like, well, let's You're like, it's Bush's baked beans. And <laughs> Yeah. They're like, that damn Shervon is pretty radical. <laughs> she likes mustard and brown sugar in her Mustard shit. and brown sugar. Add a little, <laughs> add a little, add a little ground beef in there too. 
So I'm, I'm glad you said that because a lot of times people think that um, it's dangerous for Black women especially to have a radicalized view. And all radical means is like, a little bit further than the left you know and so like if the left is already like pushing towards the right half the time when they're like no no we agree that black lives matter but no you can't break the property and the gucci store is fucked up like i mean you know what i'm saying like the left is already leaning back towards the right when they're upset that the gucci store but no one not one person said that black lives matter so i mean when black people say it though what is your response because i've been seeing some things on the internet i've seen some call outs and i'm just like can we not can we just allow people i mean i get it that they wrong also can we just like allow space for people to be wrong because i feel like maybe six years ago i was wrong about a couple of a couple of things that we talk about now i was wrong about a lot of things i tell people all the time that the reason why i understand my responsibility and the work is because i was so problematic um mm -hmm, like mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. talk about a woman being a pick me patty i was the ultimate like making ice cream from scratch because my man ain't eating no goddamn hawking dogs so i make this i make this from scratch right i don't know what you other hoes out here doing but i know how to cut a chicken right so that was literally me mm -hmm. i see some of my old statuses and i'm like girl what the fuck was you on and you so have I, a meme that i love to death i don't know if you're okay with me sharing this but yes absolutely the meme that you have is like you look like you didn't care about how, which way you brushed your hair up into a ponytail, right? And <laughs> you just, your shoulders were slumped in the photo. Your glasses was a little bit foggy. And you was like, this is what you look like when you with a nigga that don't care about you. And this is what you look like when you with one that does or whatever. And then it's the picture is you and Larry. And you just looked so amazing. And it was like, the pick Misha in you was like still suffering aesthetically and on the inside, you know? And I wonder if we see that in ourselves, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to go back to a little bit about like the call out. Like, I don't know. And I think you and I have had this conversation before, right? Well, so like- Oh, we've never had this conversation. No, no, no. We've had similar, similar, right? So like, I- never, We've never talked about it. I'm very upset with people about being out during the, during the, um, we we're supposed to be at home and I'm like, y'all need to get in the fucking house. And so you, we had the conversation about like, what about the people who can't be in the house? And I don't know. I, I, still I don't think, I, do I want to talk about, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just gonna say, I still haven't figured out the, the in-between between making space for people and what they have the ability to do and like loving people and wanting them to do what I think is best. Right. <laughs> and I know myself mm. enough to know that like what I think is best is what I want you all to do because I love you and I want you to be okay. But then where does that cross over into shaming people? And that was the conversation that we had. That was the exchange that we had around there. And I, I feel, feel like a lot of women was ready to be vicious. I'm like, why is it? It don't matter whose side I'm on. The bad person's side, the wrong person's side, mm -hmm. the good person's side, the right person's side. Mm -hmm. Niggas will always come to curse me out because mm -hmm. it's me. Like, you know but, but, I think, like, but for me, what I took from that is that we're both on the side of Black people, right? Mm -hmm. And that's all that matters. If you're on the side of Black people, we can talk about this and we can figure this out. And I don't even know if I was right in that conversation. Only things that I know. I felt that you was right, but I also felt that you was wrong. And so can you mm -hmm. give a little context and then I'll give my... If you can just give the context of the conversation, I will say then where I was coming from and then you could just clean it up for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I posted a status and I'm like, get your ass in the house. Pretty much get your ass in the fucking house. It was because people were posting pictures, Black people were posting mm -hmm. pictures, like little Corona get togethers, you know, mm -hmm. with Coronas mm -hmm. probably. Probably. And I'm like, get in the fucking house. I don't want COVID to kill you. Right. And so. Then you have people commenting on the status. 
mm-hmm. that were like, mm-hmm. and don't think we didn't see it. I'm like, what is this, the COVID police? Like New York state actually has tracers and they get paid now to actually police black people. So when I was reading the comments in the status, I was like, y'all police. (laughs) I was like, and I'm saying it as a person, I have, I can't believe I was saying that, but it's whatever. I feel like I've already typed it out. So it's fine to say it out loud. I have borderline personality disorder and I live with that every day, right? And so like, if I'm not around people, I start imagining what people must think about me if I'm not around them, right? Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm losing this connection with this person because I already have abandonment issues. And so for me, being in the house for two and a half months is a lot. And I was quarantined before a lot of y'all niggas was even quarantined because I had come into contact with the first case in upstate New York. <laughs> so the Department of Health had quarantined us. So I felt like I was already in the house by the time y'all niggas was like, y'all need to stay in the house. <laughs> and so I was like, I want to go out. I want to be with my friends. So my friends and I, we selectively uh, social distanced. We found that each of us had only gone these amount of places. It was like we were doing the jobs of the tracers, but intracommunally, like, you know? And we decided that once a week we would get together. Y'all niggas got symptoms or you're non-symptomatic. We are all taking a risk, but I love you bitches. And we get in together because I can't do this. And now we haven't seen each other, even though it's kind of loose in the restrictions. We haven't seen each other in two weeks. And I find myself crying yesterday because the only human adult interaction I get because my spouse is in another state working so we get this wedding paid for. The only human interaction I get is through my fucking podcast. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so for me, it's a lot like to be like, no, we can't talk to each other. I can't hug somebody. I can't, you know what I'm saying? So that for me, that's where I was coming from. I was like, y'all forgetting about the niggas who either are essential employees or two literally mentally can't be alone. Like, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, and so I, I will say that and then you can clean it up and I'll let it be. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, for me, what came out of that conversation for me was a reminder that no matter how woke, right, I think I am, or no matter how much I think I th- how much I think I think about other folks, that was a reminder that there's always space for me to not always think I fucking know because I I swear I think I know I think I know every fucking thing all the fucking time, and also from that was as long as I'm dealing with somebody who loves black people as much as I love black people, we can figure this shit out, right? I'm, I'm wrong, right? You can tell me I'm wrong. I know you love black people. I'm gonna have a level of trust for you. And I wasn't gonna let anybody on that post come in there and attack you. Cause I didn't feel like, like we talking about this, right? Like this, right. We, we not fighting, we talking yeah, there about was, this. Yeah, there, there was one individual who was like, hold the fuck up, I don't even know who you are. And you were like, well, I do. And <laughs> like, right, right. Like, we, you're like, like, let's calm down. <laughs> Like, it's just a conversation. Exactly. <laughs> no need for a drag. <laughs> like, everything's a, everything's a, now if you were some cool ass nigga, well, good luck. Peace be with you. And I don't know if I'm writing that either, but I still right. feel right. I still feel right in that. Right. And you know, I'm a work in progress. Maybe my Come bio on, will be updated later. Maybe my maybe my, my bio will be updated later, right? To say I, I I'm a former dragger. For right now, I still drag. So I don't well, So geez. when do you know when do you know it's okay to drag? Like I low-key dragged a Black woman, even though I blocked out her name and didn't say who it was. I was just like, there's somebody out on this internet street trying to get, get me out of $2,500. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know, I got some pushback from that. Like, I thought you didn't drag Black women. I'm like, so it's okay for the, like, if it was you and it was somebody trying to interrupt your money and interrupt a business relationship you have with someone, like, wouldn't you say something? But I guess 
I'm supposed to be bigger than that. No, no, no. Let me tell you, when we put all of these, I try not to drag black women. I try. I try. I might drag one tomorrow. But I think when we put these expectations on black folks and particularly black women in films, like we're supposed to be better than, higher than, other than treat each other differently, that kind of takes away our humanity because we are, we're people and we're people and we have emotions and circumstances can sometimes be what they are. I don't know what was happening with you that week when somebody was coming for your money. Like, I don't know what it was. And so for me to say to a, to a Black woman, a Black man, like, oh, I thought you didn't do X, Y, Z. You thought I wasn't a whole ass person who has emotions, who has situational shit going on. Like, that's not fair. That's not right. And that, that 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 denies you the full expression in your, of your humanness. What I consider like humanness or whatever is like I find myself, and I feel like um, you straddle this line. So that's the only reason why I actually feel comfortable having this conversation with you. You straddle this line a lot. I think that you are aware of your conflicts. I think that you are aware of like your also your contradictions. Um, and I think that people don't want to acknowledge that they have conflict or contradictions once they get to a certain level. And um, what I have always admired about you is that you were like, um, doesn't matter how many y'all bitches fight with each other. I'm like, I know each one of y'all's heart and I know inherently you're here for black women. Don't know why y'all two was going at each other, but you're here for each other. I just don't know why there's a disconnect. And I, that's, I've always appreciated your diplomacy. Um, I've also appreciated the times that you were like, well, bitch, I was diplomatic until I found out that they was in the wrong. And so, booyah, here's the receipt. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I've appreciated those petty moments because they were protection of some sort. I didn't have to be the person who was like, and see, they was wrong the whole time. Like, you know what I'm saying? While I was over here being quiet. Um, so I just want to say that you don't know that I, I, I felt the need to say this to you, but just thank you. Because you've always held, from my knowledge, I'm just saying from my knowledge. Um, somebody might come on the live right now and be like, no, that bitch said you was a scallywag hoe three days ago. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, but from my knowledge, you have always held people that you are in community with because you choose to be in community with us in a higher regard, meaning that I'm not going to go down with that plane, Jethro, just because this bitch is feeling some way today. And the reason why I say that to you, Shavonda, is because someone I've had an extreme amount of smoke with I decided to be the, not bigger person, but I decided to be the person who seeds because yes, it was still wrong what they did in my eyes and in their eyes, they're gonna say that they weren't wrong. It was just trauma that caused them to act this way. Um, but I reached out to them. I was like, whatever you need, I got the whole enchilada. Let's figure it out. And it didn't cause me to burn up in flames. It didn't mm -hmm. like, because this moment is big and it's not who you think it is so stop smiling bitch like I, but they <laughs> you felt my heart like oh okay no that's fuck fine. her but that's so fine. but you're like too. no that's all right <laughs> so but no it was this person that I've had smoke with for like a lot of years like you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying but I was really really close to this person and I I just know that because I'm getting like other feedback like this person is way too proud and I'm like that's the reason why we're not friends is because pride or whatever both of us so I was like I will be vulnerable. And even if I get rejected, I will help out in this instance. And it worked out, even if we're not friends after this, which is all right with her and probably all right with me. 
I know that I did my part and that's where my heart is at. Like, you know what I'm saying? When I say it's all black women all the time, if you fuck with me, I'm allowed to call it out. And there are bitches who I would still to this day be like, oh, this bitch ain't got no tires on her car. Come on, y'all. Come on. Like, let's put some tires on her car. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because that's who I am. I don't need, I don't need a cheerleading brigade, but I do want to say thank you because when people have tried to be like, no, Didi's this. And you was like, nah, you was just friends with Didi. So y'all having a disagreement show, like, you know, and you have told me too, like, mm-hmm. I am feeling very conflicted about hearing this because you was just friends with this bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I appreciate you being able to see the conflict for what it is. But I also appreciate when you in your own conflicts and you're like, the bitch had to get dragged. I don't know what you want. <laughs> <laughs> I try, but I am, I am who I am, but I try. And sometimes Last thing I want to say too about that is that people don't realize, I'm saying people, I mean like people on the outside not knowing the actual conflict, just hearing my mouth because I'm the loudest. Y'all don't know how many people have apologized to me <laughs> or like been like not directly apologized to me, but the same shit that happened to me, which is the reason why I was being dragged by them because they was in cahoots with somebody else, mm-hmm. then that person did it to them too. And I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and you and I have had this conversation where mm-hmm. I said to you, do you think I should reach out to them? And you were like, no, 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 no. This person is suicidal. You can't reach out to them. But mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, so I just want, I just want to not clear my name, but for niggas to know that like, in as much as I do have conflict with a lot of people, it be over solidarity, con- it's a solidarity conflict most times. Like I'd be having to smoke with one person and then everyone jumps into that conversation. So mm-hmm. um, I appreciate mm-hmm. it. When was yeah. the last time you dragged someone? Today. What? Hell yeah. Manga, it was your birthday. Okay, and these niggas out here doing speeches with the police, like, Talking about we need to pray. Oh, t- talking about we need to pray about it. Putting my name on letters. Talking about some I condemn the destruction of property, and I'm with the shits. I ain't condemn nobody destroying no motherfucking property. Burn all this motherfucking shit down. I don't give a fuck about that. I can't deal with this. Shamika oh, says it was today. Is- Shamika says my issue is I love my people, but my people haven't always loved me. Um, Shamika's coming on the show on Monday, so okay. y'all better give it up for Shamika. Okay. It's hot over here. What is this fascination obsession with Beyonce? Baby, I love to, to borrow the words of the most brilliant black woman I know, Tracy Carter. I love the way that Beyonce makes black women feel, right? I used to be a Beyonce hater. I, I could tell everything. your eyebrows. I don't care how well you put them on. <laughs> I could tell you was a Beyonce hater. Go ahead. I knew every word of every Beyonce song and was like, I can't stand her. But then the more that I fell in love with myself, the more I loved Beyonce. It was it was, mm. it was such an odd thing. And the more that I became to be in, in community with real community with other black women and stop holding myself apart because I was a, I'm not like them women, bitch. I, that was me. I'm not like them hoes. I'd be at home reading books and, and knitting sweaters and shit. Was literally at home reading books while they was fucking the same nigga that I thought I was better than them. But that's a whole nother topic on the show. But once I stopped othering myself and just started like, ex- like leaning into the joy that she brought to other Black women, I have no choice but to stand. I have absolutely no choice. And then when I started to see the ways in which she was critiqued, like Beyonce is like a, a, a study in the ways in which Black women just can't do right 
right? She mm. go left, she go left, she wrong, she go right, she wrong. And so like in the defense of Beyonce, I oftentimes feel like I'm in the defense of myself and in the defense of other black women that I love um, because she's held to a standard that you don't see other, you don't see black men held to. You don't see white women held to. And I don't know what the fuck white men be doing. There's no standards for them. Not none whatsoever. None. They're just some wild ass fucking ge- geese out here. I don't know what the fuck they doing. But the ah! more, <laughs> the Bitch, more- should I just do that? <laughs> I had no choice and and that's what it is and I, and when I defend her and it, and it and the more that I've grown and like my the more that I know like I hold Beyonce accountable as much as I can right the bitch don't know me she ain't checking for me but like I don't I don't blindly see things that she's doing that's problematic and not say what it is um but I do stand and I and I like that to be known because I think I, I would hope that says something about me as a black woman in the way that I I love other black women and love what brings black women joy so speaking of Black Joy, how mm-hmm. are you a curator of Black Joy? And f- first of all, you look amazing. I'm filled oh, with joy you. because I showered and I look like I'm about to go to bed. I, I don't look like I'm a host. I, it is what it is. It so that, that was me yesterday. My best friend came. She, she gave me life. So my best friend came and um, I was like, girl, I look like what I've been through. I looked a mess yesterday and I was mm. determined to not look a mess today. Um, you grew up in the church. I did not. I actually grew up a whole ass heathen. Why are you so Christian-like? Because is this what married life has done to you? It is. You know, you you. <laughs> we got married in a church on accident. So oh really? It was on accident. We were supposed to get married in a garden, but the weather was horrible, so we ended up getting married in, in, in a church. It was it was beautiful, but it was not what I what I planned for myself. You were like, this is not what I asked for. It's not what I asked for. Um. So yeah. Black joy. Um, I love to laugh. I think everything is funny. I love seeing other folks laugh. I love like inviting people into my home and and have providing I love with- your, your Facebook lives about your house. Like every little nook and cranny is like my house is my favorite thing because um it's like a, it's a space where folks can come and be black as fuck. I like having nigga excellence wind down. You can come here, you can be black, you can be safe, you're gonna be loved on. Mm-hmm. Ain't no problematic shit gonna pop off here. You, you, you black, you fat, you trans, you, you, you cis, whatever. You're gonna be safe here in this space. And that's very important to me. It's also important for me to for my children to to see what community looks like and what community feels like. Um, and we've been here having some deep ass conversations. We laugh, we have a good time. You have three boys? I have three boys, yeah. On purpose. And what are they like? They are, oh my gosh. I think people think I'll be lying about my kids. My kids are the best people I've ever met in my life. Mm. Um, they are brilliant and they're smart. So I used to send my kids to social justice camp <laughs> and it's paying off, right? Cause oh, okay. they, they woke as fuck, Like they be calling me out. Like they're um, like, mom, mom, mom. That's, like, I was talking about something and my son Oliver was like, yeah, cause you have money. And I'm like, well, damn, did you? I'll stop talking because clearly I, I feel can like no it's fine. Talk, I can't talk I about like this shit fine. no more. Because, the whole thing is fine. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. My, they're they're great. My my goal is to because I have boys. I have cis men in my home. I'm beyond. I want to raise good people. I don't want to raise good people. I want to raise men that are not going to be out here being harmful that are not going to be the niggas that i'm dragging that are not going to be fucking rapists because i don't think people understand you have to raise your sons to understand consent if you're not 
explicitly having conversations about consent, you're probably raising a fucking rapist. And that's important. That would break my heart if somebody ever came to me and told me that my son harmed them in a way that could have been avoided. So I, I work very hard. I work hard. Those are conversations that we have all the time. Larry and I model what it looks like to ask for consent. When we were when we were dating, they would go with us, and Larry would ask permission to put his arm around me, to hold my hand, to do whatever, so they mm, can understand okay. what consent looks like and how consent can be fun. Like it don't have to be no serious whole thing, but you have to still get it. Um, and they're funny and they're witty. I'm glad I have smart children. Like I, I don't know what the hell I would do if I didn't. I have feel like they get it from their mama because you're a very witty person. You say that you like to laugh and mm-hmm. you think everything is funny. I know you think everything is funny because you laugh at almost everything I say. And I'm not a funny person, so <laughs> I'm just I'm really socially you are hilarious. awkward. I'm socially awkward, and I think that me saying it out loud is the thing that people laugh at because they're just uncomfortable. Um, and there's nothing else to do in that space. But thank you for calling it hilarity. I appreciate it. there you go again okay so anyways back to what I was saying um so I wanted to ask you about your wedding because it was the talk of my century um you had a hashtag marry Larry and Mm -hmm. you just discussed marrying this nigga and um I actually rooted for you and I don't root for anything I like being the bitch who when two couples get together and they have to talk about their relationship on the internet I'm like let the countdown begin. And I am that person. There's an ex of mine right now purporting his girlfriend. And even if he gets married to her, <laughs> I just already know what type of nigga this is we dealing with. And people can only change if they want to. And I don't mm-hmm. think he wants to change. So there's that. Um, but you did this whole hashtag. And I think I followed along for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And so is it true that you've married your best friend? No. No. Larry's one of my best friends. I, I love my husband, but my best friend is my bestie. My I wanted sister. you to say this. I wanted my, you, you know, Larry is, that's my nigga, you know, like he be on that woke shit, you know, he's serious. You. He's serious about loving me. He loves me like it's a full-time ass job. I don't know why Siri is recording me right now. She's like, Larry, Shavonda says you love her like it's a whole ass job. <laughs> he loves me like it's a whole ass job. He's about he's about making sure this smile stays permanently on my face. And he finds a way to do it every single day. Um, I tell this whole story about one time a friend of mine was like, I'm gonna help you find a man. Like, what you want? And I ran down the list. I was like, he needs to be a provider and he needs to love children. He needs to love family. He needs to do it. I ran down this whole list. Then I said, he needs to read Baldwin. And she was like, bitch, good luck. Like, I don't know that nigga. Like, she was like, luck. no nigga I know reads Baldwin except for she was, us. Like, she said, she said, you're on your own. She and was like, I, marry Fire Angela. <laughs> basically, bitch, you're going to marry, have to marry yourself. So when I met Larry and I went to his apartment and um how'd y'all meet? I mean it was being messy. We we met online. We met on um, Plenty of okay, Fish. Right, I had saw I saw that he kept coming on my page but he never said anything to me. So he was one his, of those like frequent visitors. You're like <laughs> so I jumped in his inbox and was like, How come you say hi? I know you see me. And then, Which is and, then fine. We, and then we got married. Which is fine. <laughs> and then I was I'm a Gemini. Okay. It was Larry's fine. He's a Virgo. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And so I went to his apartment and he was already all the things on the list. Love family, um, hard worker, all the things I wanted. And then I was still kind of on the fence about him, right? 
because I was waiting for the other shoe to fall. Like, how does nigga that I you and I were actually on the fence together? You was on the fence about Larry, yeah. and I was on the fence about sometimes Bay. Yeah. I remember this because yeah. we, we was having fun naming, like coming up with names for sometimes Bay exactly. at that time. So. Exactly. And so I went over, and on his bedside table there was a Baldwin book, and I was like, this nigga faking like he reading Baldwin. And I picked the book up, and underneath the book was like pages of notes from the book, and I'm like, oh shit. This is this come on, manifester. Okay. This, this this is the whole man I asked for. But then you know, because we stupid, I was still on the fence, you know. But he was he wasn't like it doesn't make sense. The whole he thing wasn't on the fence. Larry knew, so he held space for us. He held space for us until I was ready to fill it. Um, Do you think are. that like your previous relationships prepared you to like keep him at bay for as long as possible because you just didn't believe it? absolutely like when you are I remember talking with my therapist and I'm telling him oh black guy. girls do therapy okay okay absolutely I was like I met this guy he's so nice he's this he's that da, 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 da. and I'm like but it seems so easy and have you ever seen a therapist step out of that therapist role and step into the like bitch what you doing role <laughs> no because I ain't got oh wait yes my therapist is a black lesbian I'm playing games Angela I'm sorry she didn't she didn't verbalize it but i felt the energy in the room like, she gave you the eyebrow she gave me the bitch what you doing and i'm mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, like girl mm-hmm. what am i doing so yeah i i really believe that because i thought that there had to be all of this tension right because tension seems exciting and and drama seems exciting so i had i had been in that so much that that felt like what was normal and that's what a relationship should have been mm-hmm. so like easy and smiling and happy and consistent and all of that felt very, it felt like, a, it felt like, I remember saying to myself, I think he read a book, like how to have a girlfriend one-on-one, right? Like it felt like that. Like right. I legitimately live in a fucking Nicholas Sparks novel. People be laughing. That's, that's my life. Like Larry keeps it consistent. It ain't perfect over here, but Larry keeps that shit consistent. And that was scary to me, but that was my work. Like to figure out like, why, why did I want or, or need drama? Right, like why you would balk at the consistency. I mean, not that I know what the word balk means. 20% fucking alcohol volume. Like, hmm. Anyway, you're following. I'm on the internet. My son just walked in asking a question. Hey, boo. I'm on the internet. You're following, because they don't follow me, they follow you, that you're following us here. And they're like, no, bitch, drink. We got some questions to ask this bitch. So, so, um, I can't believe I'm about to ask this. What advice? What advice do you have for me? I'm I'm going into this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes um, I'm not sure just because of like what I've been through. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and always, 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 you I mean, you have to to know me is to love me. No, I'm not going into this because of love, but because I'm loved and because this is, you know, like on my list because I did the marriage for love thing already. So on my list, I was like, this nigga got to have money. And then the second thing was like, do he have money? Can he get money? Like, I mean, it was one of those things. And so the nigga's on my list or whatever, right? He's all three things on my list. But the fact that he's willing to work with me and um, I think I put him through a test. I was like, you think that just because I'm a nice person, that you can like change a plan that we have. I mean, it was a big plan too. I was like, you could change a plan that we have and just tell me that you can't, you can't, uh, what's the word? I don't want to say afford it, but he was like, I don't think it's something that could be done right now because of COVID. 
I was like, you don't have to make it work. Because if you was a nigga from Nigeria, if you was from Ghana, I was like, these niggas would have made it work. I said, so you got to you gotta figure that shit out. I said, mm-hmm. because, and I never stood up for myself like that. I've been in relationships with very famous people and mm-hmm. been like, oh my God, like one day they're going to realize how much I love them and they're going to take care of me and they're going to do this. And they mm-hmm. didn't because I gave too much of myself very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And with my husband, I feel like with Anthony, I feel like uh, you might have to pay for their mistakes, but not in a bad way. You're just going to have to get the me that like should have been given to you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're going to have to get the me later at some other point, mm-hmm. because now I got like a point to prove for myself that I'm not just here as a commodity or as, as a, as a bracelet for these niggas. Like, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. what advice, if any, do you have for me on my nuptials? I would say just keep it buck. Like, you got to be honest. Like, if you a whole ass mess, you got to be honest in that mess, right? Um, if, if But you also have to do your work. So I remember what? one time, Larry like, and I- what? Got to do your work. One <laughs> no, time, I heard you. I just pretended like I did it. One okay. time, Larry and I went to, like, we took the kids up to the- Actually, it came up, it was a couple of years ago today. It came up in my memories. Okay. We went to Door County. I caused this whole argument in Walmart because he was trying to buy bread. And I'm like, you, you buy, you gonna make, you gonna have toast, you gonna have pancakes, you got avocado. Like, what are you doing? And so he just walked away from me. We got home, we got back to the uh, Airbnb, and I'm like, girl, what the fuck is wrong with you? I had to do my work. I had to realize that I was triggered because now we were dealing with money in a way that I wasn't, I wasn't used to dealing with money. When you are solely responsible for how your kids are gonna eat, right? And I took my kids on vacations, right? But right. my goal is to always come back with something. So I'm not gonna buy bread and make pancakes. Right. Like, we're not doing this because I have to think about money. And he's like, that's not, that's not, that's not your struggle, right? That's not your life. That's not where you are right now. And so it was for me, I had to do my work to figure out what the fuck was wrong with me and then step into what, step into where I'm supposed to be right now. So you have to continue to do your work, but you also have to be honest. So I had to be honest with him about what happened with me at the store. Um, Wait, so y'all talked about it? We we talked about it like (laughs) grownups. That's what ended up happening, but I didn't know because I don't do, I always do the dramatic conflict. I'm always like, nigga, fuck you, pack your shit, get the fuck out of my house. And it was like, we had this like, sit down. So you're feeling this way and I'm feeling this way. Let's talk about how each of us is feeling again, now that we have a like calmer self, you know? Mm -hmm. And then is there a point we can come to a compromise? And Shavonda, when I tell you, I'm not sure what conversation you have with Larry about you recognizing your shit, but me recognizing my shit had nothing to do with compromise. Mm-hmm. I was like, me recognizing my shit is that I have compromise in every single situation ship I have been in. I said, mm-hmm. and on this topic itself, I cannot compromise. Mm-hmm. I was like, and so if you need to take space, if you want to call it quits, mm-hmm. if you do what you want to do because that's what this conversation is coming down to what I want to do what you want to do mm-hmm. I was like then I beg you it was nice knowing you bro <laughs> like and mm-hmm. I had never done that I'm always the person to compromise always and people would think I'm such a bitch but I'm always the person to compromise and I was very proud of myself four days later he was like we can do things your way <laughs> And I was like, it's not always going to be like that, obviously, but I mm-hmm. felt like it was a win for me and it didn't feel mm-hmm. like victorious, but it felt like I did that. Like I, I didn't give in just because it was a nice thing to do and I didn't want to cause 
mm-hmm. a rift. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's causing a rift and it's going to come back to me and I'm going to be resentful. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you saying that we got to talk like adults. Yeah. I'm going to say this and I'm, I'm probably going to get dragged. Shavonda said that you can't get healed and yada, yada. But I honestly believe there's, there's certain things within us that are only, that will only get healed mm-hmm. a particular way within a relationship within an intimate relationship um wait hold on let me fix my bra (laughs) no seriously because like I'm on the morena and I'm going to keep telling people because I think it's important to talk about these birth control like Mm -hmm. I've never been on hormonal unless you count the pill as a hormone but it was so low dose I feel like this should just be in my body and be like surprise bitch like (laughs) say every month but so you're saying because I my question is maybe you're not here for me but maybe we're everyone's here for this conversation so the question is you know I'm not a monogamous person I'm very Mm -hmm. polyamorous right Mm -hmm. and my partner is I mean I feel like I constantly collect these niggas that are poly I mean monogamous right Mm -hmm. and so I'm like okay usually it'd be the other way around the niggas Mm -hmm. out here doing whatever they want to do but um that's me (laughs) and so I'm the problematic person in our relationship and it comes from stuff that um needs to be healed but I don't have the time to heal because I still want to be in companionship and I still want to be loved right so are you telling me that some of these things must be healed in a relationship like it must be like brought to the center called to the carpet because when else would I have the time to do this work I I think when else will these particular set of situations bring it to bring it bring bring it up right and I don't think it has to necessarily be a monogamous relationship but I think there has there's a level there's a level of intimacy right that comes with being in relationship with people in a certain way but that also could be within platonic friendships right there is healing that I've gotten with my best friend that and other friends like other friends that I wouldn't have that I don't think I wouldn't have gotten had we not reached a level of intimacy where you get to the point where people know you and they 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 know when you act in the ass and there's a level of trust. And then there's also certain things that only come up within a romantic relationship. So, so maybe the thing is not within a romantic relationship, but there's only trauma. Certain things will only be healed within relationship. I'm gonna sit with that. I'm gonna ask folks, um, Trishelle just joined. I really appreciate when Trishelle joins. Um, Monique said, yep, intimacy isn't limited to just our partners. And so <laughs> then I will ask you, what about your friends? I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> bitch, I don't know. Is it, is it difficult being a Black woman? And I was talking about this with my therapist the other day. Um, we spoke yesterday. I was like, you know, it's really hard for me to listen to critique. She's older than me and she's a Black lesbian. I was like, it's hard for me to listen to critique from like older Black women. I said, when a lot of y'all in this community don't speak to each other. And so like, when you're like, be humble and like, act like it doesn't bother you. I said, y'all niggas don't even say hello to each other at meetings. Like, you know what I'm saying? So when you have friends um, and y'all are having, you know, friend stuff relationship stuff Mm -hmm. I like how you said it was relationship because I think a lot of people give reverence to romantic relationships when our friendships are just as important right Mm -hmm. um when so when you have friends like how do you mitigate trauma and conflict the same way that you do when everything is all good yeah um oh you look so wholesome you're like yeah 
I'm thinking about a relationship that I had with that I have with my friend and we didn't talk for like a year and it, it's a very emotional topic for me because she wasn't there for my wedding um and you know those are one of those that that that's like a that's like a, a thing in my life that I always imagined her being there for okay um, and she wasn't there and it was um we, we, we weren't handling our business. We allowed a lot of things to go on said. We allowed feelings to fester. We, um, we, we didn't take care of our shit. And when you don't take care of your shit, it don't take care of you. And so the relationship, we didn't talk to each other. It was like, fuck you, fuck you. Don't call me, don't talk to me. I want to see your ass no more. And I meant that. I said that shit with my whole chest and I meant that shit, right? You told her you wasn't friends somewhere? No, no, no. You no, fucking fuck callous you. ass bitch. Like... Well, no, okay. I, no, I, no, I appreciate that. Can, <laughs> we, you, we, can you hold on one second? Can you hold yes. on one second? Yeah. Hello? Hello? Yes. Hi, I just received your order. I'm called for Ichiban. Yes. Uh, you do have a EO, I mean, the salmon, you ordered the shimmy, right? You know, the shimmy is slow rice, that's fish. Yes, I, I may be black, but I do know that sashimi is raw fish, and no, I love putting it in my mouth. No, I just want, ma'am, I just want the three slices of raw fish so I can put it in my mouth. Oh, that's fine. That's, that's can you put extra fine. soy okay. sauce? Thank you so okay. much. That's, that's yeah, because a lot of customers, they, they want to try and make a nice roll, like a rice and a seaweed outside something. And they say, oh, I make a roll. I just make sure. Oh, no, no. It's fine. Thank you for okay, double checking. I don't eat rice. Right, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Okay, so this, oh, this was what this is what racism looks like every day. Fucking racism, black girl. Like, are you, you motherfucking know? sure what you order, bitch? This is raw fish, bitch. She's. Like, I just want to know that you know that it's raw. I was like, yes, I want it in my. Mouth. She said. She said, look at black girl. <laughs> She's like, I got a lot of customers that don't know. She said, you niggas maybe, be ordering this fish, but it's in the it's in the hood. So maybe if you change the menu to say raw fish rice roll with salmon uh, it might help i don't know monique said she cannot i can barely <laughs> <laughs> who is glamo family they're like i'm not that about is to my, cry. that is my that's my best friend okay my, she's like my, she's like i'm not about to cry but i'm crying my and i feel like um and it's, and it's because of my relationship with other black women that i was brought to where i needed to be like i was in a i was in a training on like reconciliation and a black woman who I love and trust was like, and what would you do in her way, right? What would you do if you were in the grocery store and you saw that person? And the person who flashed in my head was Glamo. And I'm like, what the fuck? If I saw my best friend in the grocery store, I'm supposed to be happy to see her. But if I see her, I'm going to have all this anxiety. I'm not going to know what to say. Are we supposed to fight? Are we still mad? Like, what's going to happen? And then it was like, the fact that you're still thinking about this like this, you need, you need, to, you need to do what you need to do with your friend. Mm -hmm. um and we work things out right we got to back to where we need to be I feel like our relationship is better than ever and I don't I don't believe that we ever get to that place again where we're not handling our business um but then also we both had things and so I think the time apart was good for us uh but that is that is my that's my person right I, the reason why I look today like I look because I saw her yesterday and I was able to spend time with her and talk to her mm. um and I and I I I, I be needing that I be needing my glamo time but like all of my friendships are sacred to me my friendships mm. are fucking sacred um and I treat them as such my friendships with, with black women especially I love them like I love myself I love all of my black women friends like my sisters I treat them as my sisters um and they and those relationships take care of me.
Um, but this when you amazing, when you mentioned about older black women, you look triggered. I am triggered. I know, you, know? you hate old people. I go ahead and say it. Just say you hate old people and go. I mean, I, <laughs> I have a mother. You know, I have aunts. And mm-hmm. they might be watching. I love y'all. I respect y'all so much, but y'all don't always be right and y'all don't listen. Um, they're operating out of trauma. They're operating out of hurt. And because they've normalized it, when right. we say, when we say, I don't want to do that, it becomes a problem. Like now you're the problem, right? So am I even gonna get my work done after this phone call? I have a whole newsletter to do for my job. Am I even gonna get it done? Maybe I bitch, I might not. I mean you steady pouring out that out that bottle. <laughs> 20%. Um, so tell me, I don't want to talk about the situation. Mm-hmm. I don't want to name names. Yeah. She's, yes. Um, Cause you're so polite. Me, not so much, but I'm actually getting to a place. I feel like if you don't talk about some of the shit that happens, you actually can't heal from it. Um, there was a week in 2017 where I was dragged for an entire week by someone Um who I, I actually still to this day love very much. I mean, drag for filth. And it was over a miscommunication. We have each other's cell phone numbers. I used to work for her, it, it's fine. Um, and I was dragged for a week and I didn't say anything. And I think that that incensed her even more. And you came out the woodwork, like out of, cause I didn't think no one was on my side. It was a whole bunch of black women who were doing what I was doing before. And that was like, you know, um, she has a lot of money and she's black. And she could do no wrong or whatever. Like, you know, I was, I was doing the same thing. I, I was. And I think that's Black-ish. where, ma'am, I think that that's where, I think that that's where, like, I could recognize my own fault. Like, I could see how I wanted a seat at that table so badly that I would, anybody who she had smoke with, it automatically, it was West Side Story. I had smoke with you too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. for no reason. Um, and I think I've apologized to enough people. I've apologized to Asia B for my behavior when I was friends with this person. I've apologized to uh, Lachey for when I was friends with this person, but it's still my choice in the behavior, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you came out of nowhere and you sent a screenshot because you're you're a little petty on the inside underneath that tortoiseshell exterior. <laughs> you're a little petty still. <laughs> like there's a petty ass lining. For, forget silver linings. Shavonda Sisson has a petty ass lining. And um, you were like, well, it's really interesting that you would say that Didi did this and you gave a timeline because I just want to know where you fit in on the timeline because someone else did this six months prior to you accusing Didi of stealing it from you. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think I posted that screenshot maybe once a year for like 2017, 2018, 2019. In 2020, even though the memory came up, (laughs) I decided not to post it. And um, my question to you is, does growth ever happen for you personally about a situation or do you always remember the person's transgression? Like, can that person come to you that and be person, like, are you asking me about that particular person? Ma'am, I need you to take the bass out of your voice. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> come on, Sherwood Village. I need for you to enact Sherwood Village during this conversation on this point. If that person, yes, was to come to you and say, you know what, was to come to all of us and say, for the past five years, I have lightly 
terrorize black women on this platform under the guise of I'm just trying to mentor them. And if they were wrong, it's because I thought if they was to come out what I'm, I'm being not facetious here. I'm just saying like, these are the things I'd like to see because I feel like I constantly apologize for shit. I apologize for the t-shirts, even though y'all niggas said I wasn't wrong. I apologize for the article and being like, Asia, you wrote the same article and you use the same GoFundMe and the same change.org. And she was like, bitch, I've been blocked 80,000 times. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize <laughs> we had a shared experience. I didn't, yeah. cause I didn't know her. But mm -hmm. with knowing this person, say she decided I've ostracized more than 10 black women on this platform. And I'd like to have a conversation and I'd like to discuss how I've been problematic. And I wanna work because we're in such a big movement right now. I wanna work towards this. Would you allow yourself, I'm asking, poke yourself in the chest when you, when you answer, okay? Because I'm asking because this is often what is required of me that I have to allow myself to be like, the bigger goal is we're all we got, sis. You know what I'm saying? So if she was earnest and you could decide she was earnest, would you be like, I'm gonna give this person another chance? I don't think that my personal relationship with this person. <laughs> Let me answer. My answer is, Okay, I don't think that my personal relationship with this person would in any way impede her from doing the work towards the liberation of Black people, right? Who the fuck am I? I'm nobody. Would I fuck with her? Absolutely the fuck not. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because Glamo said you would. Glamo know the fuck I wouldn't. And Glamo gonna know why the fuck I'm not as soon as I finish this. Y'all gonna get this Florida water if it's the last thing. <laughs> So as soon as I get done, Glamo's gonna retract that statement. Because when she first blocked me, I'm like, damn, she blocked me. I'm like, damn, what the fuck did I do? And I'm thinking, I'm in, I gotta be in the wrong, right? Because this, this, this older black woman who I've learned from, who, you say who, you struggle with black women, who, so who, maybe you have a bias. Uh, hold on, against, hold on, hold, hold on. No, no, I apologize. You said you struggle with older black women because sometimes it'd be wrong. And yeah. so maybe you maybe have a bias. Maybe I do, but maybe, maybe I do. And I'm not, and I'm fine with that, and I am okay with that. But when I went to her and I said. Wow, well, y'all spoke. Okay, I said, "What? The, I'm, I said, I'm sorry. Did I? What did I do? Like, I, I'm here to learn. Like, I would never want to offend you." And she was like, "I didn't block you. I don't block. I don't block black people just in case they need me." And I'm like, "Bitch, you was a motherfucking lie. Don't play with me." Like, if she would have said, "I don't like your hair. Your voice gets on my motherfucking nerves." Bitch, you fake. You do too much. Any of that, we could have been on whatever. But don't motherfucking lie and act like I, 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 I'm. That was that was some fucking. I can't even think of the fucking language right now. That was some fucking hoe ass bullshit. And I'm not with it. Don't lie. Just say you block me. I'll be fine. And then you wait. You wait a few months and you block me on the other account. But then when I look at like all the ways in which. She created, like, she was so harmful to Black women, so harmful, probably continues to be harmful. I've lost relationships because I'm not going to have anybody make a decision between me and you don't got to make a decision between me and nobody else. Go be your friend's friend. Go do that. Because I'm not going to ever ask me, I, don't ask me to choose between nobody because I'm not. And I'm not going to ask you to choose between anybody. Go be your friend's friend. Okay. So for me, that part, that person the question before you go on the question okay. go, be, be go be your friend's friend mm -hmm. so say because this is a real situation now this is developed developing um 
I have heard that one of the women who helped her drag me was just dragged by her recently. And there was a post that went up, you know, of course, there was a post that went up and it was like, wow, like I apologize to everyone I had smoke with, which I feel largely reminiscent because I had to be the person that made that post also in 2017, you know, the post was like, I got screenshots because it was like, bitch, she might be talking about you. And I was like, she probably is not. It's fine. Everyone hates me. And I, I, I'm okay with that. Um, but she was like, now I understand why everyone had a problem with me. It wasn't because they necessarily had a problem with me. It was because they had a problem with her and the way I engaged with other people because of her. I hear that. And I ask you to hold my beer, sis, because you have to still apologize for your behavior. Like my behavior is my choice. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, so I guess I just want you to forgive people Forgiving and not forgiving people and not fucking with them, those are not mutually exclusive. Ma'am, are you healing? I thought you were healing inside your relationship. <laughs> I'm not stupid though. Okay. <laughs> you can be healed, you can be whole. I, I want her to prosper. I want her to be about this work. But I'm not gonna pretend like when I see her name come up on shit, I don't be kiki with my friends. I hear this bitch go. I'm not Malika, who you know, Malika Miller. She said I just Malika, logged on. Malika Miller is one of my booze. She said I just <laughs> logged on, and clearly I missed a good story. She's gonna need the tea later. We're not talking about the tea. We're talking about the premise because I feel like more often than not, this happens a lot. How many times I'm asking all the people watching, how many times have you blocked someone in solidarity? And then the person you blocked or defriended or dragged, the person you blocked that person for is now the cause of your personal drama or like has done it to another black woman. Then you're like, hold on, there's a pattern here. There's like, you pattern, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is all I'm saying. We don't have to say names, yeah. but I'm saying I've noticed there's a trend of this happening. Um, you know, like I can think of so many people outside of this woman where it's mm -hmm. like, you know, everyone's like, we're doing a solidarity block and she did this fucked up thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, then those silos then break apart too, because yeah. we're all inherently fucked up, flawed. And we're all fucked up. And like, and when you're operating like that, you, you're operating out of messiness and nastiness and, and ain't nothing good going to come out of that anyway. Like I, I keep waiting for my blocks and solidarity. Won't nobody fucking do it. <laughs> and people be like, I've been asking people, I was people like, be like, they're not gonna block you. They love you. Did you see my video? No. Good. No, I didn't see it. You I felt get, like you would judge me. You're gonna get blocked us out. I judge everybody, and I wish people would believe me when I say that. I'm really judgmental. I love, and I'm judgmental in a funny way, right? So I don't judge people for doing shit that like I necessarily wouldn't do. I judge y'all for not doing the shit that I want y'all to do. Like go to fucking the house. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> that, you were that, super that's judgmental. Right. right. Judge you, make judging Tim. I sure am. Because I just be wanting y'all to be in the house in the bed. <laughs> Malika said, we just gonna focus on healing for Black women. So spe <laughs> speaking of healing for Black women, since you only gonna be judging niggas through COVID and coronavirus, whatever, you're not gonna be judging people that drag other people consistently and then you start to do the conversion rate and you realize they've dragged six people within the past three years and they're all prominent black activists that are younger than them um you're not going to do that conversion rate and so we mm -hmm. have established that that you're going to move on with your life even though you're one of the people that she's blocked and dragged. like um so anyways what i will say is you have a fund it's called mm -hmm. love on black women mm-hmm 
why did you start it knowing damn well that most of the people who have funds are accused of some sort of malfeasance? Why did you start this? And tell it, I mean, I feel like you started it for a great reason. Fuck yeah. us, right? Um, actually, I, I, I learned, let me tell you, I don't know if you remember this, but one, Tracy and I, when we first started our podcast, we wanted to buy equipment and we had raised like maybe y'all are very something. funny. First of all, thank you. We had raised like maybe a hundred something odd dollars and somebody went to jail and I gave all the money to this person. I didn't even ask Tracy when Tracy, the money gone. So we couldn't buy no equipment. Like right. <laughs> we couldn't buy nothing. And you had put like something like black women, what y'all want. And I posted and, and you like totally gave me all the money to buy what we needed. And I'm like, damn, she don't even I know me. money. Yes. I'm like, she don't even know me. Nigga, the way that people tell it is I don't give nobody nothing. I want people to know. I don't need, I know I don't need to post receipts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as quiet as it kept, maybe three or four times a week, I go down my Facebook list and just scroll. And when I see people with a need, and if I haven't seen their name before asking mm-hmm. me, Mm-hmm. I will go ahead and ho, ho, ho that ass. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I just, I literally just dropped the money in. And I don't know what people think 2400 a month goes towards, mm-hmm. but it dwindles very quickly. I got to yeah. pay for the Zoom account. The Zoom costs me $100 a month. I got to pay for business expenses. The shit yeah. costs me, I think, mm, maybe between the, the payment processor, the Zoom, the fucking newsletter shit. And you know, because you run a fund. Right. It costs money it costs in order money. to get your message out there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, so then I got to pay my content contributors. Mm-hmm. There's six of them niggas and me. And then I'm like, whatever's left over, then we give away. Mm-hmm. This is a business. This is an LLC. I, I'm not, we say black women are not your mules, right? We say it. We say it. And then niggas mm-hmm. be like, but you took $200 for your own self-absorption? I'm like for my own self service. I done worked a hundred hours, a hundred, a hundred fucking hours. And my you mad. nigga, I got I bought, up at four thirty this morning. I bought myself dinner because I had time to cook, and and I have been accused. I have one person in particular who's mad. I don't know why she mad at me. She's not a donor. There's not one person who does <laughs> what we do. I guess is what yeah. my point is. There's not yeah. one person yeah. who was above that sort of reproach because people see you living the life you was already living before you decided to open up your wallet or your purse or be like, actually, I, I know I can use my platform to ch- channel funds. They see you living the life and they think that it's because of that, you know? Um, so I don't know. I think we, we live a regular, normal, everyday life. You live in Sherwood Village and it's a village. You don't live in fucking Miami <laughs> and you're not in no fucking condo high. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's a village. It is. And if people like really like looked at, like my financials are in order. So if I ever have to open them up, I give out more money than I brought in. I'm trying to figure out how I, how I raised 10,000 and gave out 12. That That's what understand. I say. At the end of the day, I have like, I have a whole tax attorney. Yo, shout out to Sandy Broadus. Um, Sandy is the person who was like, like, I talked to her for like an hour and a half and I was like, my nigga, I feel like, and shout out to Auntie Sandy because she'd be letting me say, nigga, no problems or whatever. I said, I feel like all this money that we raised, I was like, I'm not sure how it can go out as like donations. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do people quantify it? Because right now the way the IRS sees it as is it's my income. Mm-hmm. I was like, and that's a no bueno because at the end of the day, 
cash poor is cash poor. If you three paychecks away from being not in your apartment or not in your home, mm-hmm. you're cash poor. That's how I feel mm-hmm. about it. Um, are, are you living in poverty? If, you, if you're like no paychecks away, absolutely. But I think cash poor means that you're not rich. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so I appreciate you saying that, but I want you to tell me, you said that you started this because you realized that you did have a platform, mm-hmm. right? And so it came out of the best impact, not just your intentions. You were like, oh shit, when I raise money for black women, just on this cuff thing, I can get something done. Mm-hmm. Nigga, mm-hmm. stop texting. I'm asking you a question. I'm trying to order my kids dinner. I'm not texting. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm trying to get a call about this uh, raw fish also, but I'm listening very intently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad because can I tell you something? They have it's Grubhub, mm-hmm. and it's the same restaurant each and every time. I don't order from any place different. It's the same sushi place, and she always calls me this exact woman, and we always have this conversation. I only order once a month though from there, but it's the same exact woman, same exact conversation. Unless all of them sound alike, I don't know, but it's her. Oh, so now who's, being ra- now who's being racist on the call? Well. <laughs> Welcome to my world. So, but um, no, I appreciate it. So when you say you decided to start this because of your platform and you realized, wow, this one, this one thing I got done, I could do this consistently. Like what was behind the thinking of love on black women? Why do black women need to be fucking loved on in the first place? Because we are the center of the fucking universe and we don't get praised as such. Like any, like everybody who who is within the sound of my voice, I'm like I've been to church again, right? Everybody who's within the sound of my voice has a black woman to thank for something. And we are all consistently the smartest ones in the room, the ones who have the most experience. We are trying to save the fucking world, but we're not getting the backup that we need. And then, like even when we show up. We're still discredited. I watched this woman on this live feed. David was running this woman down because she had the audacity to be fat. She's at a protest, probably shouting some black man's fucking name. And these niggas is on this live, like just running her the fuck down. And even if she sees, she's going to continue to show up for these niggas. We show up for every fucking body all the fucking time. We take on the most labor, the most emotional labor, the most intellectual labor, the most physical labor, and nobody takes care of us. Were it not for Black women, Black not women would Not one person. Not one person. Not one person. And I and you when know, I talk about that shift right like I, there's certain things in my life now that I don't have to worry about, I don't have to be concerned with so that frees me up to be more creative and to be more productive in other ways and I am not going to not utilize whatever I can in the interest of black women that's very important to me so that that's why that's absolutely why so thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. And for folks who are following along, Shivanda's links, um, the Cash App, the PayPal, and also the Facebook for Love on Black Women are here in the pinned comment. So please do me a favor. Um, please like it. So that way it stays at the top. It's pinned, but niggas don't be knowing what pinned is because they're looking for the current <laughs> comments. I swear to God. This one girl yesterday was like, I don't really see what you're talking about when you say pinned. I'm like, pinned means at the top. Um, but it is what it is. So, um, my second to last question that I want to ask you is that I know that, um, all of the funds raised, uh, directly go to black women in Milwaukee. Um, why do you think that black women especially need secure housing, educational expenses, 
medication? Like, why is it that we're constantly in the deficit or that there's gaps? Because, you know, someone I've noticed that like, if you post a fundraiser and say, this is what this black woman needs it for, someone will always mostly white will come into the comment section and be like, well, she can get snap or she can do this. And I'm like, what, what are we not explaining correctly to folks? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think part of it is that we're taking care of everybody. Um, I had this thing yesterday with black women. I'm sending, I guess I have some extra money. I'm sending money to black women. They send it to other black women. The black women sending it back to me. So like whatever we have, we're sharing. So not only are right. we taking care of our households, we're taking care of the neighbors, we're taking care of our mamas, we're taking care of our uncles, our grandparents, like we're taking care of everybody. And so that leaves us in a deficit of of, of financial means, of, of energy, of spiritual and emotional well-being. Like we're always in a deficit because we're always taking what little we have and we're spreading it around. Or we're taking, or what we little we have, other people are taking it from us. So we end up relationships with these niggas eating up all the kids snacks who gas who gaslighting you listen (laughs) and then we end up with with less than what we put in right so i think for me what i see a lot is that we are we are trying to spread so many resources around with so many folks and so also when people ask me like well why only black women who else right who else is gonna do it who else who else will we do it for who else will we do it for? And then also, I know if I send hundred dollars to a black woman, twenty five of that is leaving the house and going somewhere else. I have no doubt in my mind that that is what's happening. So I know if I take care of black women, we're essentially taking care of every fucking body, because we always make sure that everybody around us is good. Right. I remember putting a post up mid two thousand seventeen, and like this dude was like cursing his mom out, you know. I get it. He angry. He black. He got the right to be angry. He got the right to walk this world angry. I am a black femme. I cannot get involved in this conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a safety issue. Like, cause he right. was clearly upset with his mama. And when he walked off and stormed off, I like gave her 40 bucks and I said, keep 20 for you because I already know you was going to give him the whole thing I if I would have gave her 20 she would have been like can't break it he's going to come back here just be quiet like you know what I'm saying like because he was upset about money he was upset about not being able to get home or get his smokes or get whatever I was like I already know giving you 20 dollars is not going to help you it's going to help save you from the embarrassment of this nigga being your son for 20 minutes Mm -hmm. but here's 40 like you know what I'm saying you have to take the, the trauma that Black women actually walk with. You have to take that into account. So I appreciate everything you're doing. And I'm actually going to pay more attention because I haven't been. Um, and I feel like sometimes I only call you when I need you. And because I got a new phone now, I don't call you at all or whatever. I don't have your number. <laughs> the whole thing is fine. Um, I decided not to update my iPhone because I don't care. I Not because of you, but I just if I don't need to talk to anybody, then I don't need to talk to anybody. So there's that. But um, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show. I have one last question for you. Yes. It's a question I ask all my guests. I don't know if you've been watching and it's fine if you don't, because I'm mad corny. I'm mad light skin. I take up a lot of space. I get it. Um, but it's a question I ask all my guests because I am such a complicated bitch. It's a two-pronged question because those are my favorite questions. And the first part is, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you were kind of surprised that I didn't ask you about, or you were like, oh, hold up, we should have talked about this. And then the second part is, um, who would you like to see on the show? 
And you better not say glamo, bitch. I'm not inviting her nowhere. Glamo famo, bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, let me think. Something we didn't talk about. Um, hmm. While you're thinking, I just want to say um, one of my little boo things just joined. So I want to shout out Keith because he purchased three of these. One is the margarita. Did not know it was 20%. Actually won't drink any more until after I do my newsletter from my day job Mm -hmm. and thank you for the six bottles of wine i plan on having an amazing weekend by myself with my child somewhere Mm -hmm. so i always want to know what brought people to like woke book um so that 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 is a thing um you wanted to ask me i'm not part of woke book do you think i'm part of woke book you can tell me the truth please tell me the truth you don't think you're part of woke book i don't talk to these niggas they don't like me i don't like them so i'm not a part of anything you're definitely a part of Woke Book. We're all a part. Like, I think I think there's different neighborhoods of Woke Book, but everybody's a part of it. That's how we got connected. Um, but I always like to know people's Woke Book story. Uh, but then I would actually really love to see Glamo on. Um, Glamo is a fascinating character. Fascinating. <laughs> Glamo, email me, inbox me my Woke Book story. When you say Woke Book, can you define it for people who don't know? And because I'm I'm one of those people right now. Yeah, so woke book is like this 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 collection, this menagerie, menagerie. of 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 folks, mostly black folks, um, who believe that they share a similar lens of like how to view the world and how you should move through the world, and what accountability looks like, and what collective. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Mostly, mostly, I just be sharing memes and laughing at these niggas and waiting to see who's gonna get dragged. Um, but I think you are a part of Woke Book. I think if I ask Woke Book, like who's Didi Delgado? They don't know. When did that happen? I'm telling you, they don't know. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna tell you how I know that they didn't know. It depends on. There's like, there's Woke Book level one, Woke Book level two, Woke Book. Le- I think that there's levels to this shit. It's like an onion, right? Mm-hmm. So some people that I'd be like kikiing with like chuna luna right i'm also having her on the show so i just haven't sent her a date because i need an admin or an intern even though i have two of them but Mm -hmm. wow i just said that a lot but um so i gotta send her a date (laughs) but um (laughs) like when i come on her statuses niggas do not know who i am like you know what i'm saying (laughs) like does that mean it's because she's a younger demographic I think she's funny as fuck or whatever. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. There's levels to the wolf book. Yeah. When I comment on Nina Monet's statuses, niggas don't know who I am. It's just a younger demographic, but I consider her part of wolf book mm-hmm. because she's gotten into clashes with people who <laughs> right. I consider right. part of wolf book or whatever. Right. Like, it's just unfortunate. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think that I'm a part of woke book because of what I don't do. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. that makes sense I know I know you're gonna push back and that's fine mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that publicly I do not discuss um other black women I will discuss cishet black males to mm-hmm. no avail I have no mm-hmm. problem with saying men are trash and mm-hmm. Facebook has tried to discredit me so many times but um I will notice that the ways in which I have shown up woke book adjacent mm-hmm. has definitely been 2017 maybe 2018 there have been call outs in 2019 that could have been a woke book dd moment but i decided not to address it like i because i don't consider myself like 
Mm -hmm. I feel you. I, for some reason, am very much a part of Young Woke Book also. Like, the young people love, I, I love them. I think I love them. I think that they are. Do you consider are, yourself like an auntie figure? Absolutely. Like, Chona Luna, that's my niece. That's all cool. That. I don't know. That's I my love little her niece. So much. Like, you know. I love her. I love her. I love the fact, I love her whole stories. I'm like, go out here and live your best life. Fuck these niggas. Do what you want to do. I should have did more hoeing in my youth because now here I am. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think for some reason I became like a part of like a really like young part of Wolf Book, but then also the auntie crowd at the same time. But I really love young people. So, um, and I, I, I feel... I feel honored that they allow me like to be right a part that of they life. allow you into the space. Mm-hmm. And so when they say though, who is a Didi Delgado, I don't get offended because I'm like, yes, then that means I'm not a part of your stratosphere. And it's just the old bitches that hate me <laughs> because I'm a middle bitch. Like right. I'm level two. Right. So the level one bitch hates me and the level three bitch don't know me. I'm comfortable being level two woke book, minding my business. Yeah. Lady moisturized, drinking my margarita mix. Cause auntie love a mix. Let me tell you something. <laughs> wow, that really hurts my feelings. What hurts your feelings? That you think I was part of Wolf Book. Well, that's how I came to know you was through Wolf Book. Because so. I was being a mean girl, but I have since laid down my mean girl ways at the altar. I am who I am now. That's good. Shavonda, thank you so much for being a part of the full sense. <laughs> no, I really do love and, and care about you. I appreciate you as a whole person. Um, and I've always sat with you and just been like, oh, okay, let's explore this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that you've held space for me too. Wow. Um, I feel like the Chinese people are really FaceTiming me right now. So I love you. Thank you so much for being <laughs> on the full too. sense. Absolutely. And I hope you have a great day, boo. You too. All right, peace. Bye. Bye.